0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Saturday, March 6, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Which Republicans today are out of step with the future of the party? After a contentious election, even well after vote counting was done, to a bloody assault on the U.S. Capitol, to impeachment, Republican Representative Jamie Herrera-Butler hopes she's not one of them. We spoke earlier this week. For the benefit of uh, listeners, what was your role? In the impeachment trial of the president, or I should say the former president, because that that distinction uh, matters to a lot of people.
1: So I'm a member of Congress. I uh, serve in the Republican Party. I'm a conservative and uh, I voted um, not to choose a side, but to choose the truth. And I voted to impeach the president, the, the former president, uh, after his role in the January 6th attack on the Capitol.
0: And uh, what do you make of the uh, claims by Mitch McConnell, among other Republicans, that uh, the Senate lacked the power to try a former president, uh, even though he had been impeached uh, during his time in office? You
1: know, I didn't get too much, believe it or not. I was not too carefully following the Senate trial because that's what it is. It's a trial. And sometimes we all know people who. You can look at criminal trials uh, or civil cases where people who can believe to be guilty (laughs) don't get convicted because of how something was tried or, you know, problems with the jury, so on and so forth. And I think ultimately that's kind of what happened. Um, You know, for my part on the impeachment side, it's a different standard than a, than like a jury trial, right? Where the grand jury, the lower burden of proof. Um, And I really felt like we had all the evidence we needed that was publicly available really the day of the attack to consider it worth investigating and that's essentially what a yes vote on impeachment is apparently the senators um came to a different conclusion with regard to whether or not to you know to convict him
0: so what is your assessment uh based on you know just the last few months of the trump administration uh, and transitioning to biden what is your assessment of the Republican Party as an institution right now?
1: Mm-hmm. I think we can make a choice. We're at an inflection point. We can either be a party that you know is is um, based around uh, a, a, a set of ideals, like they're not new ideals, right? Limited government, low taxation, personal responsibility, the rule of law, life, justice—those are important principles that are part of the Republican Party. That's why I am a Republican. Um, we can be a party that's dedicated to those things and we can be in the majority again soon or we can be uh, a minority party for a long time based around one personality. And I choose the former, I really do. I think it's it's an opportunity for us to move forward. You know, in the last, I think we're, this is the first time since Herbert Hoover, we've had all, both the House and the Senate and the White House, and we lost it in the last four years. And I think Republicans- um, who really want to have an impact on this nation? I really think we—it's so crucial for us. Um, if we don't choose to be that party of those ideals, we're we're going to be relegated to the minority for a long time.
0: This conversation that uh, Kevin McCarthy had with the president—that um, uh, you reported on—that is to say, you have uh, unique knowledge of that uh, conversation. Why didn't that get more attention?
1: Beats me, man. I've been talking about it for a while. It's one of the reasons I chose to impeach. I I have no idea why all of a sudden it became news. You know, I didn't go running to the impeachment managers the you know, whatever the last in the waning hours of this trial and say, here's some breaking news. Um, but at the same time, uh, I also wasn't going to shrink from it. It you know, I, I think the truth is the truth. And it's, I think for me, it was really important personally, um, in speaking to the president's intent, you know, people say his speech may, or, you know, I've heard people say his speech didn't incite the riot. Well, I would argue that his intent is very well demonstrated. No other president in our nation's history has, has for three hours allowed a direct assault to happen you know, just down the street from the White House and not done something. I mean, that's a dereliction of duty. What he did, I think what the call shows, the, the attack, the, you know, the tweets at Mike Pence as he was literally fleeing for his life, calling the other senators and saying, hey, can you delay this further? All those things taken together really demonstrate his intent. And even for those who don't believe that those actions demonstrate his intent, I would argue that the tweet or the 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 video that he, he put out. um Basically, he said, these are the things that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so er- unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots. I mean, all those things taken together demonstrate where his mind was at. And to me, those are impeachable.
0: The Clark County Republican Party has censured you. Uh, this is not really that uncommon. Uh, a lot of uh, Republicans who uh, voted to impeach, what does that tell you?
1: Well, it's not the first time they've done it before they've threatened it before this is not the first time right the chair of the party last go around was one of my primary opponents so it's not it's not like there's been a lot of um you know honest affection there on their part uh but i guess i i would say this i voted to uphold my oath of office which is first and foremost to the constitution counting the electoral votes is literally the constitution in action and for that to be impeded by this mob um, to me, it's it's the highest thing I can do to uphold the oath to the to the Constitution as a conservative, and so I think that that party made the wrong decision. But it doesn't change the truth, right? The the truth is the event happened. The president had a role that I believe is impeachable, and it's a vote of conscience. I wouldn't I wouldn't turn it back. Uh,
0: how credible are congressional Republicans after? Uh, this broad vote not to certify the election. Of course, the the election was certified, uh, but among Republicans, at least, this this big uh, swell of Republicans not not voting to certify the election, their role, as I understand it, and perhaps you can correct me, their role was purely as a functionary to uh, say, you know, we received this, here it is, Let's do some quick math. And this is the result. It, it, it doesn't seem that uh, Congress, at least, has discretion in that situation.
1: I have, I, you know, it's interesting. I have kind of, I could argue that in a couple of ways. Honestly, when I read the Constitution and when you read Article 2 you you get into the pieces about this, how specifically to hold an impeachment, there's actually a ton of latitude there. One of the few things it does say, though, specifically, is that members of Congress are not to be electors. So I think we have to be very, you know, they're allowed to have the vote, right? That's written in there. But it also doesn't, we should never supersede the the electors that the state sent to us if they're not contested. And that's the biggest point here that I think gets really overlooked. Um, Out of the six contested states, uh, five had Republican legislatures. And if you read the Constitution again, Article 2, it says that the state legislature may determine in the manner of their choosing. Let me, I quote it for you. Each state shall appoint in such a manner of the legi- that the, as the legislature thereof may direct the number of electors and it goes on. So basically either the state does it or the state sets up a board of elections and gives them that authority. It's all in the constitution. And each of those states that the president alleged that there was fraud in his lawyers did, not but he did right. His lawyers didn't in the court of law. I think that's interesting. But he said that there was fraud. Each of those states, most of whom controlled by Republicans, sent us one single slate of uncontested electors. So why would I, as a lawmaker from Washington state, know better than the people of Georgia or Pennsylvania or Arizona what electors to send? I mean, if you really break this down and you take personalities out of it, I would would argue 99 percent of conservatives would agree with this argument, I just think that the personality of the former president has really invaded a lot of this and conflated the issues. Uh,
0: Of course, following January 6th, we've seen this renewed call to ramp up enforcement against uh, what's characterized as domestic extremism. Um, Well, what do you make of that? You know, uh, 10 Democrats, I think, uh, pretty notably, wrote a, a detailed letter s- suggesting that this is not the way to go and uh you would imagine politically that, that that at least in the short run that might behoove them to uh support an effort to crack down on so-called uh right-wing extremism.
1: I don't I say I think that you get into really really so let me say this I I denounce <laughs> right-wing ex- extremism whether it's QAnon or white supremacy whatever it is we don't need it. It's not conservative Republicanism. That's it. But I think part of what we need to do to combat it, I, w- I would tell my Democratic colleagues, you can't just um, you know, censor someone into oblivion. It's not going to work. We're seeing that right now. You're going to make martyrs of people. I think the way you handle it is you start talking about Republicans need to take some ownership and start talking about who we are and what we want to be. And honestly, that leaves out a lot of the crazy. But we, I feel like we're turning around and we're feeding that beast. Uh, and I, it, it gets so, you know, anybody who commits a crime, obviously, but when you get into, well, this person might commit a crime. I mean, that's part of, that really shakes at the whole foundation of our country, part of, you know, part of the way our, our justice system is set up. So I'm, I would urge uh, my Democratic colleagues to be careful in the manner that they, they move forward. Because honestly, we need to turn people's hearts and minds. That's, that's my goal is not to, you know, litigate this lost election for the next four years. I want to win the next election. If you look at the races that we won in seats like mine, we didn't lose one House Republican. And that's really amazing to me. You know why that is? It's because in our districts, we talked about the things that Republicans stand for. Low taxes, limited government, justice, the rule of law, life. If we are if If we continue to to make the case about those issues to the American people, I think we win elections i I just would rather us be moving in that direction because, as you know I'd like to see us <laughs> I'd like to see us make law again. I'd like to see us move away from this really this kind of socialistic underpinning of the left wing extremism that we're seeing come out of both houses of Congress and out of the White House.
0: What do we leave on the table here because I, this is what we wanted to talk about um but um I'm wondering if there's something else that you wanted to wanted to hit on.
1: Well, I really truly believe, um, you know, I know that the personality of the former president um, really touched a chord with so many Republican voters. I understand that, you know, I've had my own challenges with him. I didn't vote for him in 2016. I wrote in uh, a Republican instead, but in 20 in in the next election, this last election, he earned my vote not because I liked his personality or the way he handled it, but I liked the tax, what the tax reform bill did uh, for the, the unemployment issues in my district. I like that he stood up to China. I like that he, you know, there's certain things that he did that I felt like were appropriate. He's trying to fix the trade imbalance. In Washington State, we have a huge, we're, we're hugely trade dependent. Um, those are all good things. But the reality is, if you look at Trump's pollster, his, his um, kind of after action report it was released in December, full report, Trump's own pollster, who was paid millions of dollars, uh, said the president lost his election and he lost it because largely people didn't trust him. And secondly, secondly, because of his handling of COVID. I don't love that we lost control of the, the Senate. It, I really think because of the similar reasons. Um, but that tells me we can earn those things back. and And it's so important for us not to Republican leaders need to tell the truth. We need to stop feeding the lies that something was stolen, that there was widespread fraud. If there was widespread fraud, why do all the members of Congress from those states where there was widespread fraud not contest their own elections? I mean, on its face, it does not pass that that smell test. Um, Obviously, there wasn't. Now, I do think there were voting irregularities in some states. When you go from no mail-in ballots to you know, 100,000 to 400,000 mail-in ballots, yeah, you're going to have problems. In Washington state, we've had a mail-in balloting system for 12 years and it has taken a long time to get right. So I think, you know, it wasn't, it's not that there weren't problems that don't need to be addressed. I think we should address them. I support a commission. I support assisting the states. But to throw the whole electoral college out to cover up really what was just the loss of the president's election. I mean, President Trump lost it. Um, fair and square. That's hard to hear. The truth hurts, but we need to be the party that tells the truth. Uh, that's who we are. That's part of why. It's part of why I think we win uh, overall with the American people. Not because we're such great campaigners, <laughs> but because the values are true.
0: Jamie Herrera Butler is a Republican U.S. representative from Washington. Subscribe to the Cato Daily podcast anywhere you please, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.